Listen. Hey, everybody, this is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. You know, stress, everybody's got it. Everybody has it. So how do we deal with it? Well, we can eliminate the bad stuff. And I guess the question is, how can we use stress to actually help reboot or reconfigure in a positive manner for success at every level? That's why we're here. Joining us is Dr. Gans Ferentz. How are you today? I'm great. Love being here. My name is Bryn Griffiths. I'm your host. And today the topic for podcast number seven is sleep your way to the top. Absolutely. Got my attention with that one. I'm good on the sleep part. I don't know about getting to the top, but uh, okay. So where do we start with this one today? Well, you know, this is the thing and it's not about sexual favors and being able to move ahead in your corporation by, you know, having sex. (laughs) So, but it is, it is uh, about how productive you can be when you're getting proper rest or, you know, on the the flip side, how non-productive you can be if you're not getting proper rest how stressful it is to your body and how it kind of puts your performance in every area, sexually included, in the crapper. I am guessing, I love the fact you said crapper. Uh, I, I am guessing that the lack of sleep mm-hmm. is probably one of the biggest issues for stress. Am I wrong on that? No, no, not at all. You're 100% right. And it, it, the problem is the lack of sleep is kind of an epidemic. Um, so I think, I think it was 2012 that the World Health Organization said that, you know, um, sleep is going to be, I think, the number two health concern for developed nations by 2020, 2023, something like that, right? Really? They were predicting the, yeah, yeah. Because people, we, we, we undervalue sleep in our culture. We think that, you know, we've all heard the saying or maybe said the saying, yeah, no, 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 I'm tired, but I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, oh, yeah. the, the problem is if you keep doing with that attitude, that will happen a lot sooner than you thought. <laughs> so. Now, I, I did radio and television broadcasting for a long time, radio in particular, morning radio, mm. and I was functioning for the longest time on getting two. My sleep was broken into two. Mm. I would get maybe five, six hours in the evening, and I'd get a three-hour nap in the afternoon. I don't even want to call three hours a nap. That's another sleep. <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty sure I've taken years off my life, but I don't even know how I was able to function like that. Right. It's really difficult. And how, how were you feeling? I don't know if you remember how, like what it was like when you were doing that. What, what did it feel like in terms of the, the quality of life, your relationships, just everything? What, what did that feel like? Well, well, I will say one thing, that I functioned better mm-hmm. on the morning shows yeah. on less sleep than more sleep. But it does catch up with you by Thursday or Friday. You can't just do that. And how does it affect your relationships? It just it just does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, typically, if you're not getting enough sleep, people are just, you know, you're not able to focus the same way, so you're not able to listen the same way. Many people get really irritable when they don't have enough sleep, you know what I mean? So they just don't have the buffer. They don't have the, the buffer they need to manage stress or manage any kind of difficult situation, right? They become easily overwhelmed, they have to work a lot harder. It's an interesting phenomenon, though, that you found that, you know, um, earlier in the week, you were able to work better on less sleep. Adrenaline for me. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's adrenaline. So what it is, is it's the stress response that gives you that extra bump to to be able to do, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday show. But there's a crash. There's a crash later on. And the problem is there's a crash longer term living on adrenaline because living on adrenaline 
you know, running on, <laughs> run on nitrous in your engine all the time is yeah. probably not a good thing for your engine, right? So it's, it's a problem. So let's talk about physical health and the vitality part to turbocharge your success. Yes. It's a big thing. <laughs> well, you know, this is uh, when, when we talk about the me factor, right? The book, uh, the system I have, this is, this is the, one of the first things we come to on the internal me factors, which is the physical factor. Sleep is foundational. If you're not getting sleep, nothing else is working right. Uh, I, I've got friends, and I was doing this for a while myself, where I'd work out like a maniac. and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get big. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to lose weight. No, none of that happens because the, 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 the secret sauce, the special thing is rest. And you can be doing all this extra activity, but if you're not resting, your body doesn't get to integrate all that extra activity you're doing. You're just really only stressing out your body. So when, when you're trying to lose weight, you, you literally cannot lose weight if you're, if you're lacking sleep because your body goes into a fight or flight response. Your, your, your hormone, the hormone cortisol floods your system. And when you have high levels of cortisol in your system, your body puts on weight because it thinks you're under duress. So it's putting on fat to try to protect you. So it really is uh, a, just the foundation of all good health, but also success and high performance is, is sleep. Well, when doing a morning show of three or four hours, I used to find that after I was done, I was both absolutely bagged, mm -hmm. very tired, mm -hmm. But I also had this energy level that was really hard to explain. Now, you were speaking in Chicago a few weeks ago. Right. And I know that when you publicly speak, you've got to go through that same sort of thing, right? Oh, totally. You know, and, and, and you know, I'm getting better at it. But this, it, it, I, was, I was, you know, a little stressed, a little worried about stuff or very stressed, very worried. And so I was having a hard time sleeping. And, and I, I totally know what you're talking about because it's like you're tired, but your body is not, it, it's just too wired. It's too wired to go to sleep. And no matter how tired you are, you lay there in bed and it's like, oh, your brain's going, or you do fall asleep, but then you get up by every little noise. You got to go to the bathroom, and then you get forever to go back to sleep if you can at all, right? And so, yeah, the the once we get into that routine, or not the routine, but that system of uh, feeling stressed or overworking ourselves or not sleeping enough or whatever it is, it's very hard to break that cycle, and we need to do something significant. And sometimes that is medication. Sometimes that is change of activity. Uh, a lot of times it's change of mindset to be able to break that cycle and then get back into a healthy routine, healthy rhythm of sleep. Hold that thought for a minute. We're just telling everybody that you're tuned into Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress as we do every week. And you can also check us out on Facebook. Just check out Ask Dr. Gans. That's Dr. Dr. It's as simple as that. The one thing that uh, I often feel is that people are overlooking sleep and rest and how important it is. You say that's part of the, the toolbox of success. Yeah, absolutely. So when, when you're able to get sleep, you, uh, everything works better. When, you, when you're sleeping, that's when your brain chemistry gets to reset, right? You replenish all your brain chemistry. Without your brain chemistry, you're not going to be able to focus. You're not going to be able to have that buffer for stress. You're not going to be able to be creative. And it's very, very difficult for you to uh, experience, like receive and or give love. So your relationships are affected, right? And, you know, one of the, one of the things I talk about in my whole Me Factor system is the, the, the promise is, you know, make more money, have better sex, and live a longer life, right? You're not going to have any of that stuff if you're not sleeping. That, that, is, that is what it needs to happen. You need to sleep to have any of that stuff and have your body work properly. 
I hear people all the time say that the reason they can't sleep is they're too stressed out. So what do you do in a situation like that? Got to be some helpful hints. Yeah. So, okay. So a few things. Let me just say why that is. Cause so okay. it's, it's, a, it's this wicked, um, it's this vicious cycle. So you're not sleeping because you're stressed because you're not sleeping your body feels more stressed. And because you feel more stressed, your body is not going to sleep, right? So you do have to have something to break that cycle. So one of the tips, there are a few, few strategies that, that really do work. And this is going to sound silly, but one of the things that you need to do is start to eat regularly. If you start to get, get up, have breakfast, about three to four hours later, three and a half hours later, eat something else with a little bit of protein, some fiber, little, some healthy fats. Do the same thing every three to f- four hours. What you're doing is you're teaching your body that, hey, you know what? There's enough food around. I'm getting nutrition. I'm getting good stuff on a regular basis. Okay, so whatever the stress that I thought, thought was around, maybe not that bad. Because the body, like that part of our brain does not know what is happening. It could be the lion is chasing us, or it could be there's a famine, it could be whatever. And when we're under stress, it's not um, efficient to sleep because we should be up foraging for food or running from the animals trying to eat us, right? But if we're eating- That goes way back, the way that- Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this, all this stuff is straight out of, you know, like when we're living on the savannah, right, and trying to survive. So the fight or flight system is really good at helping us to survive to the next moment. It's not a good, it's it's horrible at at creating a lifestyle that's going to work for us long term, right? So you can teach the body that it's okay just by getting regular nutrition. So that's one thing. The second thing you can do is take mini breaks. Uh, In a podcast before, we talked about 60 seconds of celebration. And we talked about taking a break from time to time just to celebrate and feel good. But if you do that and throughout the day, just take a moment, a minute even, just to let yourself be just to feel your butt in the chair, just to look at, uh, you know, a plant or be out in nature or meditate or pray or do something. If you can do that a few times throughout the day, you're also teaching your body that it's okay to stop moving and it's okay to stop scanning the environment, the horizon for the lion that's trying to come after you. And, and that also helps to reduce that fight or flight response, right? So you got the food, you got the, uh, the, the breaks, Making sure you're hydrated is also very important, drinking enough water. If you throw in exercise with that, that also helps. But then mindset too, right? Uh, so, so taking some time to be thankful, to meditate, just to uh, shut off the noise so that we're not bombarded. Because in our, in our current environment, we have a lot of information coming at us all the time. And so our role is to filter that out and sometimes just take a straight up break from it so that we don't always have to process all this stuff. Just by giving yourself, your body, those types of messages, you can actually start to sleep better in the evening when you actually start to go to bed at night. There are a couple other things I could say about that too. Well, for example, I know some people that eat and then go right to bed and I'm thinking, <laughs> you got you to be kidding me. Well, yeah, it's, I, 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 don't, I couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. I would be up all night just kind of tossing and turning while my body's trying to digest that, but <laughs> that could be yeah. age. I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah. Could, and also you mentioned about hydrating. Okay. So I'm a guy in my late fifties. Mm-hmm. I got to be careful how much I hydrate before I go to bed because otherwise I'm going to be up nine times throughout the night. Well, well, That's the a int- slight exaggeration, <laughs> by the way. The interesting thing, the interesting thing about hydration, right? It, there's a lag, right? And so if you really want to deal with uh, dehydration or make sure you get proper hydration, you need to do it early and you need to do it throughout the day. So it, it doesn't make sense to drink a liter of water before you go to, well, don't do it before you go to bed. But even, even in the middle of the day, drinking a liter of water is really not going to do that good for you. It's, it's going to go straight through you. 
the the super athletes, the really high end elite athletes, they're walking around with water all the time and they're sipping it throughout the day. Little by little, they're getting it in, and and what that does is that. It, 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 it's, it's given to your body in the kind of pace and in a way that it can absorb it. So it actually gets in and actually stays in. So not an overload. Do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't want to just pee it away. Right. The other thing too, uh, the room temperature mm. is a big one. There's got to be more than one or two little helpful hints in yeah. terms of, of, uh, of, of getting people to sleep. And, and we'll get to that in a second, but I, I just wanted to pass this along that you're, Listening to Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast, we're talking about stress. Today, we're talking about sleeping and stress. Yeah, they're related. You can also check us out online at askdrgans.com. Room temperature. I always sleep much better in the winter because I just open that yep. window a crack and the room gets cold and I want to snuggle right in there in the comforter and I just seem to go into a much deeper sleep. Yep. You fall asleep faster and you get a better quality sleep in a cool room. So you, re- you really want cool. Right, so you want to have that, and some people like being under lots of covers. I like being under lots of covers, feeling that weight on me. It feels like you're contained, but you have to have cool, cool air to breathe, and you know, cool temperature in the room. You also want it to be dark. Okay, so even things like the clock radio, or um, uh, you know, just the the, the fire, whatever you, the smoke detector, or different things like that. You, you want mean a little blinking yeah, red light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to shut that down if, or put a little like whatever a piece of tape over it or whatever. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just because any of that, those little lights, they do disturb your sleep, even when your eyes are closed. They can, you, your body can pick up the light even through your eyelids, right? So you want to have a dark room, so a cool room, a dark room, and then you want a quiet room. You want to have quiet. Uh, we, many of us think that, you know, well, I live next to a bus stop or I'm close to the airport or, you know, yeah, I don't even hear that siren go by or whatever. But we may not consciously hear it, but our body hears it, right? And so sleep can be disturbed even if we're used to disturbing things happening when we're sleeping. Because you can, they've, they've done studies where they actually measure somebody's like um, blood pressure and some other physiological responses. And the body will, will respond to all that stuff that's happening, even if the person has no recollection of it, never wakes up, quote unquote, their body wakes up, right? So you really want it to be quiet. One of the worst things you can do with the modern technology, and this is something that kids are doing a lot of, and which we have to, as parents, we have to put an end to that and really talk to them and, and, and educate them around this, is sleeping with your phone and not putting it on, like, do not disturb, right? I, I prefer not to sleep with it at all or turn it off altogether at night. Mm-hmm. But a lot, of, a lot of kids are sleeping with the phone either under their pillow or right by their bed or whatever it is. And so every ping, every alert, you know, sometimes even if it's on silent, it lights up. All that stuff will disturb your sleep. And, you know, kids, especially teenagers, have a hard enough time already with all the changes and all the stresses they have to go through with school and socially and all this other stuff. But to do that when you're getting disturbed sleep or not enough sleep, oh, it's just brutal. It's, it's to talk about stress. I have a Fitbit, and I lo- I, I'm not a big fan of wearing that kind of stuff at night, but every mm. once in a while, it's a, it's a bit of an eye-opener for me because you can track your right. heart rate mm-hmm. at night. But the thing that amazes me is that your heart rate, while – I'm always surprised how low it goes at night. Mm-hmm. There's times when it just surges a little bit. So obviously I'm dreaming or I've gone mm-hmm. into that deeper sleep. But but to get people into that deeper sleep, that's where really the success is going to come from, right? Yeah. So what you need is um, if we're doing this well, okay, if we're doing it well, <laughs> we want we get about eight and a quarter hours of sleep. This is what the average adult needs to be healthy. So if you do that and it's, it's quality sleep, 
you can you actually go through um, two or th- uh, three or four different uh, I guess cycles of sleep, so that you go through different stages of sleep, and then you go through another stage of sleep, then you go through another stage of sleep, and the the quality actually gets better the longer you're in that that process. So you actually get the better quality of sleep later in the night or early in the morning if you can stay asleep all that all that time, right? So you really want to give yourself as much as possible, give yourself the opportunity to be in bed long enough to get to those higher levels of uh, quality of sleep. You're listening to Ask Dr. Gams, the podcast, talking about stress as we always do. You can check us out on Twitter. Here's the handle, at AskDrGams, D-R, for the doctor part. It's as simple as that. I've always been concerned about if you're not getting enough good quality sleep, it's, there's a level of impairment, is there not? <sighs> Absolutely. And, and the problem with impairment, particularly with sleep, is that when you're impaired, you don't really have a good idea of how impaired you are because your judgment is also impaired, right? So the, what, what happened was um, the American Automobile Association did a study probably about a year and a half, two years ago, where they looked at people who lose sleep in one night, okay? So what they found was that if you lose one hour of sleep in one night, your chances of getting into an accident go up like they double. You're doubling your chance of getting into an accident by losing one hour of sleep in one night. If you lose, um, five, if, you, if you're only sleeping five hours or less in a night, your chances of getting into an accident go up by a factor of 10. So you're 10 times more likely to be in an accident by getting five hours or less of sleep than you would if you're getting your eight and a quarter. Right, so it's it, it's a huge huge effect, but that is one one night. That's one night's effect. So you can imagine what it's like if you do this on a regular basis, or if you're a shift worker, for example, because that's you know they they estimate that a shift worker loses about seven years on their lives just by working shift work and being all over the place and not getting you know always having your body to adjust. So sleep is so foundational, and 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 we don't always understand how impaired we are because we get used to underfunctioning. We, we're, we're just, no, I can get by on three hours of sleep. Well, you are used to working on three hours of sleep, but you're not optimal. You're not functioning your best. And even if you can function to do whatever your task is, your, your physiological well-being is being impaired, but also your relationships are being impaired. And you're not performing up to your normal level either. Here we are. It's the tail end of September, and I'm going to take us down this road for a couple of seconds. We're going to be changing our clocks in a bottom. <laughs> you know, I think it's the first weekend in November. Right. That's one hour. And yeah. I tend to cheat a little bit because two or three days before, I start to um, I start, I start to cheat a little bit, maybe going to bed a little Smart. earlier. because. But that takes work for some people. Some yeah. people can't do that, yet they can't handle the stress of a one-hour time zone change. Yeah, yeah. it really messes with people. I mean, the levels of accidents of, of all sorts, um, like car accidents or accidents on the job, uh, there's a lot of productivity that's lost in that, those flip-over times and stuff like that. So it really does a job on us. And I think, you know, for, for all of us, I th- it's a good idea to understand that. Um, try not to do a whole bunch of heavy stuff that first week after a time change. Don't make any major decisions. Try to pace yourself. Definitely, like you've been doing, Bryn, try to give yourself a little extra sleep really good and during those times of changeover to try to get a little extra extra exercise as well. So all the normal things we would do to make ourselves healthy and help us to manage stress, we want to do that a little bit more just to give us a little bit of a buffer, make that transition a little easier. 
talked about uh, the meditation tricks that mm-hmm. you know we we may use to help us get to sleep or or kind of pr- propel us forward in the day. For me, somebody said when you go to bed, if you think your mind is restless, focus on one thing. Yeah, and and for me, I was told to. Pretend like you won sixty million dollars and start to divvy it up in your brain. And what happens is you start spend. And I used to think that's that's active thinking before yeah. bed. But you know what? It works every time for me. I never spend that sixty. By the time I'm done, it's like counting sheep. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's that it's the focus, and I think I, I like that one. Even though it's really active and you know, kind of doing math before you go to bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the thing is, you're you're going to be in a state of celebration. You're going to be in a, ch- a state of positive stuff, typically. Correct. If you think about winning sixty million dollars, <laughs> you know. But but the the focusing the focusing in on one thing, one aspect is brilliant, right? And, and that it can be the $60 million or, you know, for me, I like thinking about a vacation I've been on recently or somewhere somewhere I'd like to go. And then I'd be very, very detailed in where it is, what it feels like, what it smells like, the scenery, who I'm with, you know, and I'm just kind of give myself that really positive experience. So for some people, it's like, oh man, this comforter feels really good. Oh, this is a great pillow. This mattress is just perfect, right? And they start to feel that or feeling, you know, oh, my breath is moving well. Oh yeah, my arms are so heavy in my body. Yeah, this is great. Whatever it is that's going to give you that single pointed attention is going to help to shut your brain down or at least, well, not shut it down, but give it something productive to focus on. Correct. And that will help to reduce your stress, which will help to open you up to having a good night's sleep that night. Still haven't won the 60 million, but it's (laughs) at least something very positive to think about. Keep putting it out there. (laughs) Sleep. Oh man, oh man, it's it sounds like it's such an easy thing, but for a lot of people it is not. It so, is not. Uh let's uh let's say thank you and a big shout Absolutely. out to some of our folks who've been uh, tuning in our podcasts. And the the list is getting more diverse and I love this. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Ah, where the steel comes from. I love it. Right there. Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Love Houston. Great city. Montreal. Ah, Montreal. I love I love Quebec. Montreal is fabulous. Chicago we talked yeah. about before. Vancouver, another very, well, it can be a tent city at times, but when you're looking at that scenery all the time on a beautiful sunny day. And here's the other one, Cheyenne, Wyoming. I love it. Mm -hmm. Been through there, actually. I have, too. Pretty fantastic. That's it for today. Thanks for your time. Thank you guys for listening. This is awesome. Always love to talk to you guys. So tell your friends and get to talk to you again next week. Your retweets are very important to us, especially Mm -hmm. if you see that there's a new podcast out. Make sure that your friends know about us. And trust me, it's, we're, we're talking about stress and we're trying to chip away at the stress monster and we're trying to pass along helpful advice and tips to you. So uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to drop us a note on our website, which is askdrgans.com. That's Dr. Dr. And you can post a quick note just below where it says podcast. If you love the show, tell us all about what you like. And if there's something that you don't like, then tell us about it as well, because how are we going to get better? That's how we tend to view it. But the other thing, too, is when you check out the website, AskDrGans.com, take a look at the many features that we have to offer up, information on seminars. Yeah, yeah. Love doing workshops. I love that stuff. Uh, So definitely look at that. And, yeah, if you're interested in something like that, drop us a line. Cool stuff to buy. Don't forget the Me Factor, which is a great book. It's it's a helpful how-to. It kind of steers you in the right direction, the way I view it. 
And the other thing too, you, you're doing more public speaking all the time and you're available for public speaking, right? Yes, absolutely. You were in Chicago not long ago? Yep. How'd mm-hmm. that go? It was good. Did right? they love you? Uh, well, I, I think so. That's what they said. So <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> absolutely. Thanks for your time. We're back again next week. More great podcasts to come. I'm Brent Griffiths, so make sure you keep it here. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Have a great day, and we're back again next week. One, two, three. Listen. Listen.